Hello, and welcome to another episode of Write, Read, and Write. So it's 2021, so Happy New Year. Um, and I hope all of you had a great holiday. So as always, this podcast aims to help you improve your English skills. But this episode, we'll be thinking through some tips and tricks that might be valuable beyond just your, your English classes. But first, let's talk about the holidays. So um, Adam, how was your holiday? Well, my holiday was very restive. I caught a stomach bug early in the vacation, so it wasn't that great at the beginning. I spent a few days in bed, but by Christmas, I was back to my usual high-energy self, getting things done, and I got a lot done. I mean, probably not as much as I could have, and I think that's probably everybody on this planet, and that's okay. Um, we rarely lay uh, or live every day to our full potential, and I think we should be okay with that. Um, how was yours, Josiah? Well, I didn't take uh, quite the high-energy approach that I knew you probably would have because I know you're very uh, um, energetic, Adam. Um, my holiday <laughs> my holiday was just very chill. Uh, and so I made sure to take a, just a lot of time to stop and basically just do nothing. So if you were one of my students, uh, you've only been getting your grades recently, probably about today. Or I guess, no, this is last week, I guess, because we're posting this Friday. Anyway, because um, I, I closed my email, I logged out of my Google Classroom, and I focused on other non-school-related things. But primarily, uh, what I focused on was editing my novel, actually. Uh, and that was all a part of my New Year's plans. However, before I get into all that and talk about that, I want to hear about your you know, New Year's plans or resolutions or passions, Adam. Well, I mean, as far as resolutions go, and as you know, I've sort of adjusted my focus uh, from goals to a focus on systems. And I still have goals or resolutions or plans, but they're more like paths or states of growth rather than a single point or a destination. Um, I resolved to focus on appreciating the journey over the new year. And I know that if I focus on my day-to-day -day experience and the journey itself, and I build on systems that get me in that direction, then when I get there, I'll I won't feel like I've been lagging behind. I won't have that constant state of like, Ugh, I'm not there yet. So I guess my resolution is to, you know, focus more on the, on, on what I'm doing day to day, than look forward to a, a, an end goal. Right. So you're focusing more on the journey itself than trying to just the destination. Right. Right. The destination is still there. Right. And, but every day is progress. So every day is success. As long as I, continue on so for example i do intend on picking up a new language so one i have not studied yet uh in in 2021 a system for that will be you know maybe three times a week and i'll pick up my calendar uh and, and if i every day that it's in my calendar if i study on that new language then it's a, it's a success you know i i may not be fluent it's not the goal to be fluent but you know i'm doing things that people who become fluent do Anyways, uh, what about you, Josiah? <laughs> right. So uh, with me and my resolutions for the New Year's month, I don't really do resolutions. Um, and this will, isn't really a resolution per se anyway, uh, because it's something, that, um, it, it's something that I've wanted to do for a while and something that I've actually been working on for a while. Um, but if you all remember, a few months ago, I mentioned how I was applying to a writing program called Pitch Wars. 
Now, sadly, I didn't get into that, and that's fine. Um, what, but what that did was it, I, I took a lot of time afterwards writing query letters to agents to see if there was any interest in my book. And again, the response was a kind of depressing. I didn't get any good response, um, which was, again, kind of sad. And I was a bit bummed out. And my passion for just writing and my book took a bit of a dip for a little while, which is normal. Uh, sometimes you just kind of need a break or a holiday to reactivate that passion. And that took place over the Christmas holiday. Kind of stopping uh, allowed me to just kind of come back alive in a, in a way. Um, and so it, during the Christmas holiday, I was uh, reminded of a different writing program uh, called Author Mentor Match. And so I'll be applying for that next week. Um, but it really just brought back my writing mojo, just thinking about that new writing program. And I dove back into editing. And the good thing this time was that after having a break, I could see the problems in my novel and I was able to work to correct them in a more subjective way. Plus, I was also able to gain some, gain some invaluable feedback some, from some other writers on what was wrong with it. Uh, and that was before the program even had begun. And that'll be next week. So we'll see if I get in. Fingers crossed. But it's all about the journey, as you were saying, Adam. Yeah, and I'm glad you found your mojo. Um, I was actually watching a YouTube video about Stephen King last night, and he was discussing that, you know, the first thing you have to do, step one, is be okay with either silence, you know, crickets, or rejection. Uh, he had a nail that he put all his rejection uh, slips on back, you know, in the 60s when everything was paper. And he said, uh, you know, eventually that nail fell out of the wall because it just was stuck with so many pieces of paper, thousands of rejections, and he just got a bigger nail and slammed it back up there. And he said, basically, the first step to being a successful writer is to get a bigger nail or to, you know, have a, a higher tolerance for rejection. Mm -hmm. or you know again cricket silence right. um, because you know you're gonna have a lot of it and i think that's important for everything especially with today's discussion when we talk about uh, goals and, and trying to achieve them uh, a lot of students you know they don't do well at one thing they don't get that score they look at on the exam and they might be disheartened and it, it what i think for me what i like to pass on to them is that you know it's okay not to do well um, and it's okay to take a break when you don't do well and it's I mean, a lot of people, especially in high performance areas, they, they really push success. But I really feel like it's important to understand that you're not always going to be your most successful, productive or creative selves. And the sooner you're OK with that, the better your future is going to be, because then when you are good at something, you'll have, you know, you'll have a sort of balance with that. You're not going to think you're the greatest because you'll know that you'll have you've had plenty of failures and that, you know, this comes and goes. And I think the break you took was was essential because it, I think it allowed you to renew some of that energy. I think you went straight from pitch wars to author mentor match. You you might be burning in uh, the candle at both ends, uh, especially with your hopes and and your attempts at, at working on your your work. Um, but you know you 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 had a bit of a break um, and you were able to recharge. And I think that's that's really important. And in fact, I'm going to tie that into my tips probably later on. And I'm really glad you're working on your novel. Um, I have some books to read and then I'll get back to it um, for myself. My goal is to write another novel and my path or my system is to work on it daily, even if it's only for 15 minutes. And if I can follow that routine and system, eventually, no, not anytime soon, a novel will be written. And again, this ties back to Stephen King that I watched yesterday. He said he did six pages a day. That was his work. He said it took him about four hours. And my 
calculations. That's about 3,000 words, um, which is what I was doing for NaNoWriMo a couple of years ago. And, you know, it, it was a good feeling. You, you, you could get like a chapter done a day. Um, and in that sense, if you think about it, he could write a novel in every two months. And if you know anything about Stephen King, you know he puts out like five books a year. So he Very can do, fun. yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so let's try to uh, dig a little bit into the topic today. Um, and we've already kind of touched on that a bit. And what it is we're going to talk about is goals. And we have kind of discussed that before when we've talked about how you need a purpose for your writing. And we did follow that up by talking about how we can plan our stories. Uh, so you might be wondering, you know, what is there left to talk about? So what we're going to focus on today is just tips and tricks to help you fulfill your goals. Because when you're writing maybe a homework project or a writing assignment that's small, it's quite easy to get from the start to the finish without any difficulties, without any experiencing any big problems but it's a lot harder uh, for longer projects. Uh, and it's easier, it's easy to uh, lose track uh, and get bored or lose focus. And we're gonna talk about all that. And that's why this, uh, this episode is, is titled, Are We There Yet? Because if you're on a long trip, it, it's, it's, hard, it's easy to focus on the destination where you wanna go and not actually focus on the journey. And we've already been talking about that a little bit, but for instance, uh, like the book I've been writing, uh, writing uh, it's you know tens of thousands of words long, and it has been easy to get bored with it. And then even once you're finished, you might have to go back and edit it, uh, which is hard because you know as people, it's a lot of fun to start something new because the newer or flashier thing always seems more fun. And then once you're totally finished, you still have to get people to read it. And, uh, it's it's a really long process. And obviously, I got burnt out when writing my book. And in fact, I've gotten burnt out several different times throughout the process. So we're going to focus on uh, the tips and tricks and techniques to get from that start to that finish on longer projects. Like if you're taking a road trip or doing a marathon, you're going to have to think about this in a different way than something short. So I know I've learned uh, you know, some hard but important lessons, and we'll talk about those in a second. Uh, but Adam, let's start with you. How do you work on something longer? So for a longer project, and I've said this before, you got to have a plan. And generally for writing, that looks like an outline for chapters. And for my students, I always prescribe an outline for your paragraphs. What's going to be in it? What's the main plot movement? Maybe some ideas if it's a descriptive piece of what senses you're going on. But generally, you know, 350 words isn't that long to me. But for my students, it's an hour of writing and that, you know, that can be a long time. And and I think from that perspective, if they plan it out, it becomes a lot easier to to achieve good writing for each paragraph as they work through it. Um, but I think uh, giving the time to the plan is is excellent. Um, and, you know, we we want this to be beyond writing. So I, I think if students are looking at health health goals, they might you know, look for a time to be for a distance or a length of time running without tiring. And, and if they're more focused on like their general fitness and shape, then they might have like a size they want to fit into or a weight they're trying to go to or a body mass or a body fat percentage they're trying to get into. And, and you look into that, you, you want to have a plan and a goal that's, that's healthy and that will get you towards success. And a good tip for all that is to be realistic. 
you know, for anything you're doing, whether it be a 25 minute homework or a two hour paper, uh, be realistic. And I think a, a good rule is what I call the quality triangle. And you'll see this around. I've seen it well over 20 years, so it'll still be here. Um, that there's this idea that you can only have two of three things. You can have something done quickly. You can have it done cheaply or it can be good quality, but you can't have all three. So if it's fast and cheap, then the quality is not going to be great. If it's quality and cheap, then it's not going to be fast. It's going to take you a while. And if it's fast and quality, then it's definitely not going to be very cheap. It's going to be expensive. You only get two. So when you pick your plan to reach your goal, plan accordingly. Think about your resources and how much time you want to spend. What's your deadline? And then be realistic about what you're contributing to reaching that goal. Now for homework, you know, students should be paying for that necessarily. But when I think cheap there, I think, you know, the, the quality of what you're doing uh, as, as far as, you know, are, are you giving it the most you have, right? And so students who, who want to have something done quickly and they don't want to spend a lot of time on it, and then they're, they're not using like all of their focus and attention, and that's what I'm gonna mean by cheap, then the quality of that work's not gonna be done. So for this one, and when you're thinking about what is cheap or expensive, think about how much attention you're giving to it, and it'll make more sense. If you get a lot of attention and, it, and you want good quality, then it's not gonna be a fast, a fast project or a fast writing. So be realistic about what you wanna do. Next, I prefer the slow and cheap version of paths only because I have plenty of time to make myself and my work quality. We all have a lifetime to do this. There is no rush. We're all going the same direction. We're all getting older. Um, unless there is a deadline given by another institution, I recommend to all my students to be patient with themselves. And this sort of ties into another tip that I have. Anything done well is worth taking your time on. If you want to be a better writer or a more comprehending reader, spend time on it. Think of time as a currency. You're spending your time making yourself who you want to be and with what skills you want to demonstrate. If you spend no time on your writing, don't expect to grow. If you spend all your time gaming, then don't expect to get better at football. You're going to be a really good gamer, but your writing and your sports probably won't be that great if you don't give it time. Now, these two ideas paired together means that you're either going to pay for an expensive coaches and lessons, or you're going to grind away and get better yourself with your limited resources. You are either going to do things that push you forward or not, but don't expect passive growth. Growth needs intention. Spend your time with intention. Your intentions will turn into results if you give them time. By giving myself realistic expectations, spending my time on what I want to improve on, and giving intention, then I feel I'll reach my goals rather well, and the journey is going to be more enriching. But, and, and I know that that can be rather complicated for a lot of students who maybe don't plan everything, uh, they, especially their spending or how much they spend their attention on. They might just go around wild looking at different things and then picking up whatever they have in front of them. They may not have that dedicated discipline for intention, but they should really consider it, um, especially moving forward, because there's only growth once you start realizing what you spend your time on makes it who you want to be. But Josiah, what tips do you have? Yeah, uh, so my first tip, um, we'll go give a couple tips today, but 
Um, my first tip is to divide your projects into so, like bite-sized pieces. So when I was writing uh, my book, uh, if I am writing a book, I can't do that all in one go. That'd be crazy. And especially if I'm looking for quality, like Adam was saying, if I am only going to give myself, you know, a couple weeks or a couple months to do this, it's not going to be as good than if I spent more time. So what I do is I, I have to break it into parts. Uh, normally, I work on one chapter at a time. And if I get stuck on that chapter, I move on to the next one. What is important to me is that I don't get stuck. Because if that happens, I tend to stagnate and get bored, or I might even give up. Um, but if I can look back and see, yeah, you know, I've written this many words, or, you know, great, I've edited this whole scene, then I feel like I've accomplished something. And that feeling will propel me forward. So it'll be what gives me that added motivation to keep going. And this works for other projects as well. So when you plan the project out, maybe decide what steps you need and then work on them in small bursts. Uh, there is something that I've tried. It's called the Pomodoro method. And it works by doing something in 25-minute increments. And then after the 25 minutes, you take a short five-minute break and then you go to do something else. And that works because as humans, we struggle to focus on anything longer than 25 minutes, or at least I do. <laughs> and my example of this is, you know, think to probably the most boring classes you've had in school. Well, what the teacher probably did was spent the entire period doing one thing. And you probably got tired of that one thing and you got bored and you just wanted that class to end. And that's why as a teacher, I try to use several different, you know, short activities because that'll keep, uh, in my opinion, that'll keep my students' energy up uh, by maintaining your interest and attention. And as an added benefit, you'll also feel like you've done a lot more in the class, like you've accomplished a lot. Because I know when I spent, you know, an hour or longer on something, I feel like I've wasted so much time. And I, I really just get frustrated. However, if I was to divide that time up and, you know, I don't get that, I don't get that same sense of boredom and frustration over that project or that activity, it's kind of an awkward balance. Um, because as Adam already pointed out, you have to decide what you're going to sacrifice in order to finish. Uh, now, I am also like Adam. I'd, I'd rather sacrifice a lot more time to get a better final product because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Um, but that also, you know, since I also don't want to get exhausted, frustrated, or bored with it, um, there are other things to do. So maybe what I would do is I'd spend 25 minutes on the project today, then I'd take a break, work on something else for another 25 minutes, and then I can return to it later for maybe another 25-minute period. And then I'm always moving, I'm not getting frustrated or bored, and I'm not wasting time. And I think this is an excellent tip for our students or just English learners who may need to relax on what they need to know and how they, they learn it. Uh, do something for 25 minutes. If it's driving, great. Take a five-minute break and come back to it or go do something else and come back at another 25-minute interval. Um, a lot of exams we look at are, are, are work towards are summative. You aren't there yet, dear students, but you will be. So I want you to take your learning in bite-sized chunks. If that's 25 minutes, 35 minutes, 
do as you need to and shorten your goal length and study length to fit your growth ability. Do you have another tip, Josiah? Yeah, I do have a second tip. Um, and that one is about deadlines. Uh, and so in general, um, it's easy to just let things stretch really long, uh, maybe infinitely long. Um, because if there's never pressure to finish something, you might not get it done. And that's why, as teachers, you know, Adam and I have to have deadlines for our students. Otherwise, you know, it may never finish. Uh, but it's important for you to give deadlines to yourself. So, for instance, when I was writing my first book, it took years, literally years. And that's because I was just toying around with it. I was playing with it. I wasn't actually taking it very seriously. Um, maybe I do some of it today, maybe a little bit tomorrow. And then sometimes I wouldn't touch it for weeks or longer. And that just made the whole thing drag on forever. And it was actually uh, Adam who helped me out with this one. Because in the writing world, uh, the month of November is called NaNoWriMo. And that stands for the National Novel Writing Month. So during November, lots and lots of authors set themselves the goal of writing a novel and they give themselves a deadline and that deadline's important by the end of the month of November, um, no longer. And so last year, Adam challenged me to do NaNoWriMo and I, I, I pushed against him. I said, no, I, I, I wouldn't do it. And of course he kept on pushing because Adam's that type of person and he convinced me uh, to do it. And so I set my, myself the goal of finishing my book by the end of the month. And you know what? I actually did uh, because I had that deadline. So I promised myself that by the end of the month, I would I'd do it. Uh, so I wrote and wrote and wrote. And I, I wrote more in that month than I had all year. And I got it done. So I would encourage you to set yourself a deadline. Maybe you could decide that, you know, by Saturday night, you want to have all your homework done. And then what they'll do is first, you'll stop procrastinating on it over the weekend. And second, you'll actually also get Sunday to take a break. And breaks are very important. Um, and plus, maybe as an added benefit, you might feel extra productive and proud of yourself. Totally. Um, I mean the entire point of accomplishing goals is to sort of self-fulfill. So students definitely should be proud, even if it's a daily goal or short-term goal. I mean, recognize and appreciate yourself for accomplishing these things. Some people go around without intention. So students definitely be proud of yourselves. Um, my last tip today is to minimize noise. Um, in this case, I mean noise as in anything that doesn't lend itself to your task. You may have a chat going, a video about something you like on, or a sibling that wants your attention. Do these elements help you focus on improving yourself or getting to your goal? Most likely not. So if you are doing something with intention, get rid of distractions, even if it's only for a short period of time. You want to get your homework done in 30 minutes? Get rid of noise. Turn off your phone, put on music without vocals, without distractions, and ask your family to leave you alone to focus. They should respect that you are trying to get work done. The more distractions you leave open, the more likely you are not to achieve your 30-minute goal. So be intentional and focused by controlling your environment, and you will get more done faster. Yeah, and I think you'll actually get it done better, too. Because um, I know a lot of people that pride themselves on how well they can, quote-unquote, multitask. Uh, they think they can do a bunch of things at once and perform them perfectly. 
but that's not actually what science tells us. Um, recently, I read an article by the Harvard Medical, Medical School uh, where they were saying that multitasking increases the chances of making mistakes and missing out on important information and clues and sorry, cues. Um, they also say that multitaskers are less likely to remember the information, which can hinder their problem solving and creativity. And so what they suggest that you should do is something called shifting, where you move from one task to the next, but you always give your entire focus to the task that you're doing. Now, if that sounds familiar, that's because it's basically the Pomodoro method that I talked about earlier. So for your homework, let's get to that. What I want you to do is practice the Pomodoro method. Um, try it out. Honestly, it might not work for you. And if it doesn't, that is okay. Because after all, this is just a tool. And sometimes there are tools that they don't work for everyone. But at least what I want you to do is try, to, try it out. See if it works for you. And you don't have to get fancy. Um, you could just download a Pomodoro app. Um, there are a bunch um, on an, any, any app store, Play Store. Um, or you could just set your watch for 25 minutes, but make sure to give yourself the deadline. Say, you know, at the end of this 25 minutes, I want to have written 200 words and then just go for it. Then when the timer rings, uh, be sure to take a five minute break. That is important. Uh, also only keep the minute break to five minutes because it's also important that you don't waste time. Um, but see how you did. I, I would wager that you'll actually get a lot more done in that 25 minutes of focused work time than you would expect. Well, my homework is to make a calendar of everything you want to do this week. Give it time and stick to it. Try to live one week according to a plan and reflect on how it worked for you and how accurate it was. Maybe you found that you didn't need so much time to do your homework or that much time to write an essay. And that's great. Adjust it for the next week. Have a visual representation of how you want to spend your time and what systems that are going to help you focus on improving the quality of your time spent. Well, I think that was a lot of ideas, so we should probably uh, stop. That was certainly enough for now. And we've actually finished almost within 25 minutes, uh, just a little bit longer. So you can feel like you've uh, you know, been more productive with your time. That's your 25-minute Pomodoro um, podcast, I guess. Um, I think... I do need to practice uh, minimizing noise like Adam suggested. I know yeah, I'm always splitting my attention between a lot of different things. I mean, right now, I think I have like 10 tabs open on my Google app and there are uh, you know, other apps open as well, like WhatsApp and Mail. So really, I should just close all these down and, and try to focus on one thing at a time and avoid distractions. I think I'll work on that this week. And I think I may try for 25-minute intervals. I mean, I'm more of a 45 minute interval guy, but, you know, I can reduce it down and see if that makes me a little bit more productive in that 25 minutes. And I mean, that's just it. Um, you know, as I'm adjusting this for myself, I want my students to adjust our suggestions for themselves. Take what we say with a grain of salt and find out how you should adjust our advice to fit your needs and your circumstances. You will see improvements in how you reach your goals and how the journey feels. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Write, Read, and Write. And that's all for today. And we'll see you next.